the deal. I'm the best there is. Well, Lottie frickin' duh! You can't handle the truth. I'm living like a VP! It's a big, hairy American winning machine. What do you want to do with your life? Two bananas with you. I can't wait to shit my pants. I wish you could just shut your big yapper! Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Long Chair Podcast. This is your host Johnny Weather. I'm a little bit fired up tonight because really Kevin McCarthy got underneath my skin. But besides that, I got my brother Brad over there. He's fired up. We're ready to roll. We're probably going to talk a little bit about McCarthy tonight just because Kevin, you can kiss my... But anyways, we're going to get started. Uh, we're just two protein consuming males chilling out on the psychiatrist's long chair, hanging out with my brother Brad. <laughs> And we're just talking about the problems going on in America. Most most of them occurred by Kevin McCarthy. Uh, and then uh, we are going to try to write some common sense, holistic prescriptions so you can get on with a healthier day. Uh, Brad, like I said, McCarthy's underneath my skin. What you got? <laughs> and you want him to kiss your butt? <laughs> no, I don't. I want McCarthy to grow a set. Or for him to move on. Out. Maybe it's... Maybe it's time for him to move on. I've always uh, defended McCarthy because I, I think we need somebody in there that is able to negotiate, uh, but also negotiate for the Republican uh, principles. But it appears that he isn't doing that. I, I did find a video here that I got to share with you. They um, found a revelation in the Bible. Listen to this. Uh, on my devotion this morning, that apparently there's no woman in heaven. Uh, it's just, let's just go to scripture. What? When the lamb broke the seventh seal on the scroll, there was silence throughout heaven for about half an hour. He's <laughs> 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 mom. Honestly, that sounds like a Joel Osteen joke. And I wouldn't be surprised if Joel didn't start one of his sermons uh, with the uh. joke. I know there's a lot of I know there's a lot of Joel Osteen haters out there. I can respect your opinion. At the same token, I can respect Joel's opinion too. So much love to all of you out there. But yeah, that's a funny one. Like heaven was silent for a half an hour. So obviously Brad and Johnny aren't there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, all right. So um, some breaking news, I guess. Uh, you've already said it. McCarthy's gotten under your skin, hasn't he? Oh, and uh, oh. he uh, guy's got a how, set of the size of small marbles. House passes a 45 day continuing resolution with Democratic support. You know, with your to give you credit, you know, when McCarthy McCarthy is a very good speaker and yeah. I mean speaker as in the literal version of the tongue in cheek. I don't think McCarthy is a very good house speaker. He, he's uh, a good orator, you're saying? Yes, he's a very good orator, as you put it. But my problem with McCarthy is is everything that I keep wanting to trust him for, he keeps stabbing to me, us in the back on. And that's the problem, period. Well, how, how do you do the House passing a 45-day continuing resolution? with well, And what's the significance of the Democratic support? Well, the big thing they're touting on this bill is they're touting that there was no money for Ukraine. Well, I just want to be clear here. Matt Gates has already pointed out that there's some sort of backroom deal going on between McCarthy, Joe Biden, and the Democrats, and there will be Ukraine money going out. 
Um, and that's part of the problem here is that Ukraine money isn't going out. And that's why it's a 45 day stopgap and not a funding bill because they just needed to kick the can down the road until they can get enough votes to pass the money laundering. They, I mean, the, the funding bill they want to pass. Okay, but wait a minute. McCarthy also said this. When are you guys going to get over that it's all right that you put America first? That it's all right if Republican and Democrats join together to do what is right. If somebody wants to make a motion against me, bring There has to be an adult in the room. I am going to govern with what is best for this country. And here's my rebuttal. And you know I'm coming with it, Brad, because I've said it for 20 plus years. Actually, I've said it for 30 now, over 30. And it's real simple. It's very simple. Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans of old, whenever you are in control of Congress, you always play this card. This is the uniparty card. For those of us that are strong constitutionalists like myself, this is the uniparty card. This is the part where everybody like the unicorn and myself and the hammer and so many people get mad because you're sitting here telling us while you're in control, somebody's got to be an adult at the table and get things done. Well, then let me ask you a question, McCarthy. You go across the aisle and you get Democrat votes. Why is it that when the Democrats are in full control of Congress, they don't do that? They vote lockstep together all the way across the board. They do not play games and they get the votes they need every single time. When uh, a Kristen Cinema or a, uh, what's that other fellow out of Virginia, West Virginia? What's his name, Brother Brad? What's yeah, his name? I'm West Virginia? drawing a blank. Oh, uh, come on. Um, oh, Lord have mercy. I can't think of a name. I feel so bad. But anyways, when either one of these people are, are fighting for to get something they want and they hold up a funding bill and Democrats are in control, what happens? The, the, the Democrats don't go to Republicans and ask them for a couple of votes and try to negotiate. No, they go right to the Democrats and they vote for what the Democrat, they give the Democrat that's holding out what they want. So this is standard uniparty operations. I'm not falling for it anymore. A lot of Americans are not falling for this on the conservative side. It's what's actually making us, in fact, angry at people like Kevin McCarthy because this is uniparty tactics 101. Democrats in control, full votes one way, do everything they want, swing the pendulum hard. Republicans in full in full control in Congress, the uniparty rhino party sides with the Democrats to keep spending more money and more money, and that fiscally conservative nonsense that they run on never gets achieved. Well, well but here's, here's the thing, is that um, we all send our representatives to Congress and to Senate, the Senate to represent us and make the right decisions for us. His comment about he's an adult in the room leads me to believe that Matt Gates didn't go to him. He just, um, he just is going to the media to have something to say in which, you know, the media is going to give airtime to any Republican that speaks poorly about another Republican. That's just their, way of yes, doing things but ticket, right? but the thing is is that when you send a representative to congress to do things for you they expect you all to work together now we all vote for who we want to represent us we may not win or we may win but that person that is representing the the area 
should be representing everyone. So they should be going there to work with the other side too. So I appreciate what McCarthy is saying. The problem is, is I understand politics and I understand when he's <laughs> saying, uh, I, I'm the adult in the room. What he's saying is Matt Gates is childish. Don't listen to him, which that he might, that's like calling someone a racist. He's trying to push him aside and say, don't listen to him. But in actuality, well, also I've been, a, it's probably Gates never spoke with him either. Just to validate your point. You're probably right on that. I would think. Well, I, Matt Gates doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would do that. He seems like the kind of guy that would talk to him. He looks like he, to me, he would say, look, you said you'd do this, but you didn't. You said you'd do this, but you didn't. You said you'd do this, and you know what? That's the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm tired of this. Either you do it, or I'm going to call for a vote of no confidence. So I don't think Matt Gates would do that. But like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. But, you know, the, the thing is, is that I appreciate McCarthy thinking that he's the adult in the room. Quite honestly, I've had enough of um, um, Kevin McCarthy. He always says he's going to do this and he's going to do that. And at the end of the day, he does whatever he wants. And he, and he works with the other side to keep his own seat in play. And so that he can always go back to Washington, D.C. And I'm not, uh, not too crazy about people that do that kind of thing. Well, you know, what's crazy is, is your boy out of Minnesota near you, that uh, Thomas Emmer, I mean, shoot, he could end up in the McCarthy slot here with a vote out. I mean, you never you know. Sure could. Are the are the uh, are the Democrats? I mean, excuse me. Are the are the Republicans gonna fall for it again? And is that gonna expose? Well, he's not your congressman, I don't think, but he's close to you. He uh, is my congressman. Oh, he is yes. your congressman. Yes. My, my, my yep. bad. My bad. You know, I know you're yep. somewhere on the boundary up there. Yeah. Uh, but he's your congressman, so. With your congressman, I mean, your congressman could end up speaker, but then will that oust him as a rhino? Because in his area, uh, up there in CD6, they don't, they don't, they got a lot of that red area out there. They don't play a lot of games. And yeah, they have. a rhino, that could hurt him bad. Yeah, the, he has probably a third of, of the CD6 is, uh, is probably the city, suburban area. Um, the other two thirds is the rural area, like you're saying. So, yeah, you know, let's have a let's have a listen to the other side. Let's see what Matt Gates says. Are you worried about throwing this institution into chaos, paralyzing an institution that your party runs? Uh, you know what I think paralyzes us? Continuing to govern by continuing resolution and omnibus. You know what I think throws this institution okay. into chaos, marching us toward the dollar not being the global reserve currency anymore. You talk, you talk about chaos Damn. as if it's me forcing a few votes and filing a few motions. Real chaos is when the American people have to go through the austerity that is coming if we continue to have $2 trillion annual deficits. You don't know chaos until you've seen where this Congress and this Uniparty is bringing us. Chaos is not forcing us. I'm all in, Matt Gates. You're the smartest man in the room. Well said, huh? It's not a joke for Americans that haven't paid attention. I need you to go look at the GDP to expense ratio for the, for the country of Greece. And I need you to see what 15 years of austerity looked like. I need the pensioners, the retirees to go out and look at Greece and look at when they had 75 to 90 percent of their retirement payments cut every month because they couldn't uh, because they had to pay back the, the country. 
I, I want people to go look at that and quit being so damn naive because I know Kevin McCarthy says he's the adult in the room, but clearly Matt Gates is the frustrated adult with the intelligence <laughs> on his shoulders. You, uh, you stole my line there. I was going to say, well, you know what? It really appears that if Kevin McCarthy were the adult in the room, he would understand to continue to spend like you have unlimited funds coming in is not being an adult. That's a childish move. It's dangerous. And like Gates says, we're talking about the austerity measures. I mean, there's a reason why people like me have looked at buying homes in, you know, in a foreign land um, as a backup plan in case things do go chaotic here in the U.S. Not that I'd want to flee my country, but I'm sure as hell not going to sit around. Look, they already taxed me to death. I mean, dude, I'm writing huge checks to the IRS. So my problem is, is if you're already taxing me to death and you can't control the spending, and like we have talked about many times, you want to give $110 billion a year to 10 countries that absolutely hate us, along with everybody else and the UN money and all that nonsense. And then one day I got to, then one day I got to cough up massive taxes because you've kicked the can down the road this whole time. And that mass tax is called austerity, where there is no, there is absolutely no arguing it. You, you, you put $10,000 in your bank account, they take 7,500 of it, call it a tax. I mean, Americans have no idea what austerity looks like. And there's plenty of countries to show it. For some people, policy failures are uh, recast as personal because their own failures are personally embarrassing to them. This isn't personal. I can cite to you the specific elements of House rules that have been violated. Kevin McCarthy agreed to a rule that we would have 72 hours to read legislation. He blew past that. Kevin McCarthy agreed to a rule that we would uh, not put anything over $100 million on the suspension agenda so that it couldn't be amended. He blew past that. Kevin McCarthy agreed to the Hastert rule, which is that you would never use a major the Democrats to roll a majority of the majority. On the last Ukraine supplemental, 101 Republicans voted for it, 117 Republicans voted against it. So this doesn't, does this sound personal to you? I'm pointing to specific things that Kevin agreed to that he hasn't complied with. He's just trying to subjugate his real and significant breaches of our agreement as some sort of personal dispute. But that's just more about him than it says about what we're trying to do to change Washington. So it, it sounds like he's had conversations with him before and told him where he's at. But McCarthy just continues to blow by that. That's the way I took his statements. I took him as speaker is not doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's making promises he can't keep and he's causing problems because of it. And he's not playing by the rules. I think the ousting of Kevin McCarthy is very, very warranted at this point. Well, and the thing that I the thing that you and I talk about on and off all the time is, is this the place to do it? Should he be airing his laundry in the living room? That's one part of this I do not like. Um, I've said that before. I say it again. I, I do not appreciate the fact that he has done it this way. Um, it, it is the laundry. It belongs in the laundry room. Just like when you're done with the laundry and you've cleaned it all, what do you do with it? Will you take the laundry to the, uh, you, you take the laundry back up to the room? And you fold it up and put it away. 
So part of me yell at the kids to come get their laundry and put it away themselves, right? Right. So some of some part of me is upset that we're airing all this laundry out in the public. Yes. But the other part of me is is Kevin McCarthy's clearly a uniparty rhino because he's doing all these things for the Democrats. I mean, how is Joe Biden getting anything done right now? Is it he's doing it for the Democrats or is he working with the Democrats to get some things done? Because you can label it either way, right? The question is, is what do we, which way do we think he's actually doing here? Well, when McCarthy ran, when he ran for office and he ran on the fact that we've got to control spending in Washington, which is what all Republicans run on, why is he, why is his game face changed now? Well, he is controlling spending. No, he's still spending more than we're bringing. And, and, and it's not like you cut from last year. Everything's been increased. No, 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 no. He still controls where the spending goes. So he's controlling it. Oh, good Lord. You're so funny. I love it. I love it. For all the people out there, that's a great political push. He, uh, My brother Brad is coming at me with the fact that he did say Washington needs to control its spending. And Kevin is in control of its spending. That is true. That is true. That's like a bad dad joke. (laughs) It is a bad dad joke, isn't it? I'm good at those. You know, anybody like McCarthy who runs on controlling spending and then spends willy-nilly, I, you know, money for for the children, for schools, if it's needed, not just throwing money at the schools, but if it's needed, the school has proven it can handle the funding. The school needs to expand because it's doing a good job in its community. I'm all for that. Throwing money at, at a school district because the teachers reunion has you by the nuts. That doesn't make any sense to me. You know, um, spending money for the, the roads that we use all the time. That makes sense to me. You know, there, there's a lot of things that, that make sense of spending, but uh, it seems like we're just spending money to spend money. I mean, giving money to other countries, let them figure it out. Have we ever gotten any money from another country? I don't know that we have. I know that we were owed original reparations between like Germany and France from World War II. We were owed some original reparations in the, uh, uh, what the heck was it? Um, 50 something million, I think it was. Really? In the end, yeah, and in the end, we never got a nickel. I mean, and that was back then, you know, 80 years ago, 70 years ago, whatever, I'm sorry. Um you get what I'm saying? I do. Yeah, if that's... If you added all the interest and compounded that, it would be incredible the amount of money that would be owed to us. You know, but America never gets paid back. And that's the other problem is here you are flooding. And it's, you know, again, we people want to talk about Ukraine. But damn, if we couldn't have talked about the 10 countries that absolutely hate us that we give $110 billion to every year. And Ukraine's just going to add to that list of people that we give funds to. I, uh, I, I uh, just Googled the question. The question I Googled was, has the U.S. ever received money from other countries? The, the first five uh, responses are, which countries receive the most foreign aid from the U.S.? So it's, there's not even a possibility that we receive money from other countries. That's silly, but it's true. Exactly. I mean, it's unfortunate, but that's what I'm getting at is, is 
we're always the givers. Always. And what Matt, what Matt Gates is clearly talking about is his austerity. And I, I just, I couldn't imagine. Well, let's bring this full circle because you and I have talked about this. And I think even maybe Unicorn was on the podcast. We've talked about this before that. Oh, wait, um, wait, I'm sorry. I got to say something real quick. I apologize. When it comes to austerity, what people need to understand is, is that the richest of the rich, they leave. I just want people to understand they leave. They, they already have typically a dual citizenship or a house in another country or multiple countries. They leave and then switch their income and they start to receive their income in another country. And that way they try to avoid as much of the austerity as possible. The rest of us don't get that luxury. There's no fleeing. There's no running up to Canada. There's no running down to Mexico. There, we, we don't have that luxury in life. So I just wanted to point that out for all the people thinking, well, let's just leave. Good luck. Well, where does all that money go then? You know, but well, that's just more on our shoulders. Exactly. Those of us that can't leave uh, because we're not that wealthy and, uh, you know, we are doing what we're supposed to here. Um, but, you know, the, the thing that I was going to say is that we all have uh, talked about this on the podcast that at some point the spending needs to stop. And what is that point? Is it now? Is it after we realize that we are so far in debt that there's nothing that we can do and we've changed our position in the world? But when does the spending stop? And when do people like myself stop ridiculing Matt Gates for going after Kevin McCarthy for, um, I guess, working with the other side? At some point, we need to stop spending money because we are not making money like it's going out of style. Now, if we were to uh, sell our own oil to our own people here, we might get out of debt pretty quickly, but that's not a possibility with the democratic party. But that's my, my point is, is you and you and I and uh, unicorn have been preaching this for years and years. And here it is right here. Republican party splintered, because one part of it wants to continue spending, wants things to go on the way they are so they can stay in power. And then there's a group of 30 people that are at their point that we're at where they say enough is enough. And you'd hoped that they could work with each other in the back room and say, hey, let's figure this all out. Because if people don't know that where the job gets done is in the committees and the subcommittees. By the time they get to the floor, they already know what the vote is. Believe me, McCarthy is not going to do what he did without getting a feel of who will stop Matt Gates from doing to McCarthy what he's threatening to do of, of uh, getting him to be removed of a vote of no confidence. So McCarthy's already gone through and asked people who's going to vote for him and who's not. So my question is, is, is this just a ploy is this just a a, a a a time for matt gates to get some publicity or what's really going on here um i don't know about that i mean i don't i don't think it is i think i think at worst case it's complete public embarrassment for kevin mccarthy i don't matt gates number one this is matt gates personality right this is who matt yes. gates is yep. so you expect nothing less than a pit bull and that's what you get it's the way it is. 
McCarthy, on, so Matt has nothing to lose. Nobody's going to say, oh my God, you went over the top, Matt. There is no over the top for Matt. So the only person vulnerable, the only person vulnerable in this situation would be Kevin McCarthy. And Kevin, I think, is very vulnerable no matter which way he goes. If he pushes this all the way to a floor vote, even if he wins, it's still going to show a significant number of people and it's going to show that it was even voted on to become a vote. That is embarrassing within itself. So I think no matter how McCarthy plays this, I, I think he's toast. The fact that he hasn't followed the 72-hour rule, I know that's a big deal to, to Republicans and to the top 20, 30, 40, even potentially 50 that are in this, you know what I'm talking about, the the the, the, the wannabe to close to diehard conservatives, fiscal yep. conservatives. Because you asked, the, the initial question you asked was, how much do we have to get to? We're, we're, we're there. We're beyond there. We're way beyond where we need to be. We, we put out so much money in just an interest, we can't pay it back. So we're not talking, this is what's so scary. Imagine a scenario where we have to cut the spending across the board. Everything. Cut it down to zero. No more Social Security. No more disability. No more Medicare. No more insurance. No more government welfare programs. Nothing. Because that's what it's going to take to get this country out of the debt it's in. That's some serious austerity. That is definitely some serious austerity. Absolutely. Strange. Strange that um, these people are supposed to be so intelligent, but yet we've gotten ourselves to this point. I'm telling you, they just don't realize the economic impact this debt is creating. And what does the average American do when they spend too much? Go bankrupt. Mm, can we afford to go bankrupt? I don't know that. I think that's the whole purpose of the digital currency. I think mm. the digital currency is to drive up the next zero or two across the board where poverty becomes, uh, you know, poverty becomes $80,000 a year and the average household American's making 450000 and a millionaire is like making 250, 350 right now, where the numbers just go way up because mm. it's all digital now. And that would give the Federal Reserve free reign. And what is the what is the asset being backed? Well, you wouldn't necessarily need one. It can't be the dollar. It can't be the yuan. None of those fiat currencies would work. It'd have to be gold, so it's just, right? Well, it's all it'd have to be your imagination. <laughs> just like it is now well just using my imagination i'm imagining that uh this is the end of the podcast oh, okay. can you imagine that we're all done i cannot imagine it well i, I you know I what i thought it. uh i thought it was a great topic um your prescription for america for mccarthy well, I think America's already seeing it. You can't trust the guy. And unfortunately, uh, for all those people that have uniparty representatives, you got to replace them with the strong conservatives. You have to, even if you have to be decept deceptful about it, you, you have to do it. Um, because realistically, they need them in there because in, none of this is going to happen. We're never going to clip the wings. We're never going to trim the fat off until we have enough conservatives because we're Democrats will never do it. They will literally, they are purposefully driving us to bankruptcy. Purpose. All right. Well, you heard it here.
Thanks for joining us. That's another Long Chair Podcast. Hey, this is Captain Morgan. Hey, this is Bradley Weather. Hey, this is Johnny Weather. I know you want to listen to us every second of every day. That's why, because I've got the best prescriptions for you. That is why we made it easy for you to find us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course, Radio Public. Because you know life just ain't right without a good government. Granted by we the people. And we're like a dog show. Best in class, baby. I got a call full of girls and it's going real sway. The next stop is the east side motel.